glad you could join us this morning on 10 Minutes in the Field. My name is David. Each one of us has been called to a field, whether it be a teenager, a father, a mother, a youth leader, or if you simply consider yourself a regular Christian, our field is the world we live in. For each one's field, the challenges are different, but the expectations are the same, to bring glory to God. This morning, I pray that you'll be encouraged as we look at the scriptures together. Good morning, friends. Uh, hope you're well and are ready to start your day. Today with us is uh, Mark. Um, I'll just call him Mark. He used to work for a police service. He's now working security for a private firm and helping keep a very sensitive facility safe. So, Mark, can you tell us more about what you do without necessarily uh, breaching confidentiality? Yeah, sure. Um, I work at a very sensitive facility and uh, I'm on a weapons team that secures this facility, a group of men. Mm. We uh, do special weapons and tactics in order to keep the facility safe from any kind of sabotage or attack. And uh, yeah, that's basically what we do now. How long have you done this? I've been doing this for 12 years now, 12 plus years. Previous to that, I worked for a police service and basically uh, babysit bad guys, uh, taking them to court and taking them to uh, stand in front of the judge and those types of things before I moved to this special division. A couple of things are important about security. What would you say is the most important? Well, there's, there isn't just one thing that's important about security. On our teams, we, I mean, there's so many different valuable things and everybody on the team brings a different thing to the team. They have specializing uh, talents that they bring from other parts of the world, like some of them are ex-soldiers, some of them are ex police officers, some of them are ex-jail guards, and so everyone has a different uh, thing to bring to the table. And then we all train together and try and become one team. And so it's interesting to see how the guys interact with each other. And I think some of the important things is that there's kind of a fellowship, a camaraderie, and a trust that has to get built over time for the training. And if it's not there, then the team is fractured. Uh, so it's very interesting to see through our training how we come together and we learn each other and learn who's good at what. And uh, so that, that's kind of how a team develops. So it's, it's, for security, it's important that the team is one, for sure. Now, a few weeks ago, we looked at a passage here on 10 Minutes in the Field uh, from Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10. And uh, one of the things that's uh, really important about that passage is the analogy that Paul uses uh, to describe what we must do as Christians by wearing or putting on the full armor and so we consider this to be like uh, part two of that same, uh, that same uh, podcast. Right. And what we want to do right now is just to hear from you. Uh, having done security uh, more like a soldier, I think, I think you, you have uh, more experience and you, you'll be able to, even as a Christian, point out for us some of the important truths from this passage. Would you like to take a minute and just share with us um, from Ephesians chapter 6, how, how do you view this passage and what are your thoughts as you interact with this passage? Well, for sure, as an elder in the church, um, we understand and we train each other. Uh, we train our people to go to war. We train that we're all in a spiritual conflict as Christians and that we need to be on guard. And this passage here talks about putting on six pieces of armor. <clears throat> Every day at work, I, I do gear up. I have my own kind of armor at work, so it's almost tangible for me. I see it. You put it on, I have a helmet, I have... Uh, a breastplate of righteousness, I call it a bulletproof vest. I have all this kind of gear. I have special boots for, for uh, wearing at work. 
So I can see it in a tangible way. What we need to do, as Paul says, in a spiritual way, that we need to put on this armor and be prepared for war. Uh, for me at work, we do train consistently. Uh, we train more than most, and we fire more rounds downrange than most. And what we're doing is we're consistently building upon skills and working with each other, learning each other, building a team for a warfare that probably will never happen. And we just pray that it never would. But uh, if it does, then what we're doing is we're disciplining ourselves, like Paul says, to put on this kind of armor, to um, understand the tactics of the enemy. And it's very parallel to this passage. Paul is saying, here's the tactics of the enemy. He's going to come for your mind, put on the helmet of salvation. He's going to come for your holiness, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Be sure that you're holy and righteous before God. Remember who you are. Uh, gird up your loins of your... Uh, with the uh, belt of truth and so all those hindrances that we have in our life we need to gird up under the truth of God's word so I can see a parallel I think anyone in any kind of uh, military aspect would see a parallel in this passage I mean Paul is sitting in a jail cell and he's writing this to believers in Ephesus and then to all the other churches, a circular letter, but he wants them to know uh, from the armor that they see every day. They see a Roman soldier every day, uh, his armor, and he's saying, I'm taking these pieces specifically to show you that your Christian walk is like going to battle and your enemy is Satan and he wants to destroy certain parts of your Christian walk. And so your mind is one, your heart is another, and he definitely doesn't want you to use your feet to give the gospel. So Paul is using that armor to show us that uh, there are areas in our lives where our enemy, our adversary, his name is Satan, is going to come. He's going to try and uh, hit away at those parts of your life in your armor. And you need every single piece. I was actually thinking about the fact I could put all my gear on at work and have all my uh, weapon systems and all those things with me. Uh, but if I show up to work without my boots and I'm walking in bare feet, how effective would I be on ground if something actually happened? The enemy, our adversary that we train for every year, every day, every month, if he actually came and I'm walking around in bare feet with all my equipment except my feet. So it's just interesting to see the parallel in the physical realm with what I do. But Paul is specifically saying this is a spiritual warfare that we're in, brothers and sisters. So put on this uh, armor, the analogy of armor. This is very interesting. Now, just to be a bit more specific, I know we had a conversation earlier on that uh, there's the belt of truth that, that Paul talks about. Now, as one getting ready for war, how important is the belt? And how, what's the power in this sense, in terms of, I know you mentioned at some point, tucking away doubts and other things. Could you just explain to us how important the belt is uh, as, you, as you put on the armor? And uh, what, what's the power in this passage uh, as Paul refers to the belt of truth? Well, the belt of truth is that body of truth, the doctrine of truth that uh, there is only one way to salvation. It's through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And a no man, no human being will ever go to the Father or to heaven, but by him. So the belt of truth in uh, the analogy that Paul uses with the Roman soldier is taking all of his robes and, and stuffing them down into this belt. So the robes were lo long and they were flowing and they were visible, but when it came to combat, the Roman soldier would tuck those robes deep into this belt so that his legs were free, his arms were free. Mm. He wouldn't have any hindrances with his sword when he get caught in the robe. Mm. 
And so um, we are supposed to take all of our hindrances, whether it's doubt or fear, and put it under truth. So I'm not good enough. I'm not a good enough Christian. I'm not good enough to give that person the gospel. I'm not good enough to um, even stand at a pulpit or read scripture. Uh, that would be a doubt that you need to tuck down under the word of truth and that that word of truth is that you are bought by the blood of Christ. You're his child and you have been enlisted into his army. You are his soldier. And so another thing would be fear. So you're to take that hindrance of fear and tuck it under truth and put it in that belt of truth. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. That was, a, that was a huge blessing for us today. Well, friends, before you go, allow me to share with you the good news. Coming up next month is the sports marathon. It is a miracle because God, through some friends, has provided for all the funds that we need to pull this off. I pray that uh, young people will come. I pray that they'll be excited. And above all, I pray that they'll be able to listen to the gospel. Uh, their lives will be changed for all eternity. We're hoping that uh, the trophy will be a god like we promised last year if if this podcast has been a blessing to you let me ask you to just uh, find two people to share with just send them a message uh, maybe on whatsapp or a link and just share with them if this has been important to you but i pray that uh, as we move each day even in the field that god has called us to as we as we, as we fight this war that we are fighting as paul puts it we're not waging the war of flesh and blood but of principalities that we will put on each of these pieces with, with diligence and vigilance not to be not to be unaware of what's happening but to always be sober always be sober as we fight this war so that's my encouragement to you today and i pray that you'll have a good day may god bless you and see you next week <laughs>